Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Boys Behind the Boards podcast. Yes, sir. I'm your host, Daniel Federico. Alongside me is Michael Gravel. And Gravel, what's up? Your podcast debut. It is. You know, looking forward to talking some hockey with the boys. So we're going to start this show off today. You know, it was a big game last night. Toronto versus Winnipeg. Unfortunately, as a Toronto fan, you know, we took the loss 6-3. But we want to take a look into the hits. You know, it was a really dirty, gritty game. Jason Spessa got booted for that uh, late hit on Nate Pionk. Yeah, Pionk, yeah. Uh, Pionk got suspended two games for the knee-on-knee collision with Sandine. Dirty, bro. That was a dirty game. It was yesterday. It was very dirty. You know, that third period, it wasn't even, like, I watched that period. It wasn't yeah. really much hockey. That was just a, a, a full-on, it was a brawl. You know, Simmons getting broken up twice, Clifford dropped the <laughs> middies. Matthews, Matthews and Dubois were bro, going at it. Yeah, bro, it was a dirty game yesterday. And do you see what Winnipeg was doing after the game in the change? You know? Oh, it's just their dumb shenanigans. You know, uh, we love to beat the Leafs. All that crap. And then Wayne Simmons also gets just uh, fined. Yeah, he got fined. It was two thousand two thousand five hundred. I think is like the max allowed under the CBA agreement with the NHL player safety. That yeah, kinda. player safety. There was a lot of news that happened in the past, like, what, 24 hours? There was. You know, Philly uh, fired their head coach, which was, uh, I see it as a little bit surprising. They're not having a terrible season, but Philly's always up and down. You know, last seven years, they make the playoffs, they miss the playoffs to make it, they miss it. It's an ongoing trend. Uh, Other news, Vancouver. Vancouver. They fired their coach and their GM. That comes from no surprise, you know. Yeah, it comes from no surprise. You look on paper, this team has a... They're well-built, good goaltending, solid D, very good forwards, and they're just underperforming. I think the coaching change will come as a good change, you know. Did they already make a coaching change? Uh, Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux. They they brought in Bruce Boudreaux, who is a good, well-respected coach. I think he should have already been coaching. I don't think he should have been without a job. Yeah, he was out for a long time, and I'm surprised. I don't think he should have been gone for that long, personally. But they also uh, got a new interim GM in. Uh, I can't remember his name. But it's the assistant GM right now, right? Yeah, but I think it would be really cool if they brought in one of the Sedin brothers as that GM. That imagine I, I could see like Daniel Sedin. I can see Daniel too. I can see Daniel Sedin being a GM because bro, he had a, actually you know I think he'd do a good job in Vancouver. I do too. He's very well respected down there. And, he is, and he's actually. Yeah. I can see that. They, they should they should make a push. Vancouver, make a push for Daniel City. Everyone in Vancouver loves the City and Brothers. Yeah. No matter anybody, everyone loves and they, them. I have percent they retired, bro. They've just been off the grid. I know. I, like, heard, I haven't heard any news, personally. Yeah. Got, I don't follow their socials or yeah, anything. Yeah, I don't follow their socials. But, you know, it's kind of been a whirlwind of a... Uh, retirement you know probably a little yeah. bit of partying lots of vacations a lot of fishing a lot of golfing yeah you know hockey players do love to golf oh god so we also have uh matthews we're gonna talk about austin matthews for a little bit we have to talk about austin matthews you know he's my favorite player personally he's a stud <laughs> absolute stud six game goal streak six game goal streak and you know those things don't come easy obviously being in the hardest league in the world yeah uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get it done against Winnipeg or Minnesota. That, the, the Minnesota game, what, this weekend, the shootout loss, that was a tough loss. You know what? It was, but I remember looking at this. I, I personally didn't watch the game. I was busy. It was. I looked, it was 3 nothing Minnesota. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, okay, we're going to shake it off, get the next one. And then I turned it back on, and it was 3-3, so I was hyped. 
you know, I think getting the Leafs a, can always make a comeback. They can always make a comeback with the, with the core four they have, and even their depth. Their depth is pretty good this year. Has always been, but you know, yeah. always underachieve. But making that comeback, getting one point out of it, it's better than zero. So you know, you wanna love to see that from a Leafs fan perspective, obviously. And at least they're having a fast start to this year. And I'm really like, I like in Campbell how he's playing. And can't, oh. we'll, we'll talk more about the Leafs when we talk about the Can all the Canadian teams. Yeah, for sure. But what else do you have on that? All right, you know, uh, we want to recap some big games that happened this week in the NHL. List them off. Obviously, there was uh, a lot of good, nice, thrill-seeking games. Uh, first one, I know it sounds like we're talking about the Leafs a lot. But uh, <laughs> last night, Leafs in Winnipeg. Uh, it was a good game. Uh, a 6-3 loss it, uh, if you watch the game it just like we like we mentioned earlier in the podcast it was really like really gritty you know it was lot, a really gritty lots game. of dirty plays uh it was a lot of hitting kind of reminded me of like watching old-time hockey you know back in the early thousands 90s 80s just that kind of game style you know hard hitting and as the Leafs they're not really a hitting they're don't yeah hit they're lot. not really a physical team no they're just uh they're just goal scorers they're straight up playmakers they are and you know, on a team, you obviously have to have playmakers, but you also have to have that grit and that strength. And that's where, like, Wayne Simmons comes in, but they need more guys than Kyle Clifford. I know. Wayne Wayne Simmons, he's kind of declining each year. Same with Kyle Clifford, but I think yeah. they, they give a good presence to that fourth line. They do, yeah. And, you know, I also want to talk about... Yeah, I know another thing we are going to talk about is uh, some insider news reported that the Canucks are interested in uh, Mark Bergevin as the GM role. He recently just got fired from uh, Montreal. And uh, I, I don't think they should bring him in. I don't think he'll be a good fit with that team. He was, he was a horrible fit for Montreal. Yeah, I I personally don't see it happening. It's probably just some, some gossip in the NHL world. But <laughs> I really don't think it's a good fit. I really didn't see him make that many good moves in Montreal other than the uh, what's his name Max Domi for Josh Anderson trade that was a that was a pretty good trade and, and then also drafting like Cole Caulfield drafting Cole Caulfield was another thing he also had that pretty good trade with Vegas giving away Patch Reddy getting a Nick Suzuki in return it was looking like a superstar forward gonna be there for years to come so you know that's that's I mean, he has that on his resume but I, but I don't think I don't think he has a big enough resume to be take the Vancouver Canucks, like, bro, like, no. they're a rebuilding team. I don't think he can rebuild a team. He showed he they were supposed to build rebuild Montreal, didn't do that. He did poorly, and look at look where they are. I mean, they, are right they now. had their lucky cup run last year. Uh, that's, Carey, that was that was a Mickey Mouse. Year. Carey, it was a Mickey Mouse year. Carey Price stood on his head that whole playoffs. First <laughs> first round against the Leafs, he played stellar. He did. He he, he, he carried, played he, he played stellar that whole playoffs. Personally, yeah. if they had, I think if they had any other goalie in that that. Whole playoffs, they don't win one round. Yeah, they don't win a single uh, round. They don't win a single like, Montreal's round. Montreal's actually very... Look what they're doing with Carey Price is out. They suck. Exactly. They suck with Carey Price and out. It's not even like they're just letting... Like, they are letting goals in, obviously. But they're not playing good. They're not gelling together. They look broken out there. Cole Caulfield, he came in last year on fire. You know, played good in the playoffs. Uh, first 11 games this year, he had one assist. He got sent down to the minors. Got called back up recently, but he's actually been playing pretty decent ever since being called he has, back up. He, it was probably was a wake up call for him, right? Hundred percent. His ego probably got a bit big after last year's playoffs. Came in thinking he was going to be one of the best rookies, and uh, and he's just not. He's, he's not showed he it. Shit the bed. He yeah. shit the bed to put it he, into. Uh, put it in, in summary. He shit the bed. <laughs> and uh, he did. I hope. Uh, I hate the Habs personally. I hope he can get it together though as a player. 
but I think he will. But I think he will with a management change, not this year, not no. this year. And you know, Montreal, like they don't have a terrible future either. Is Nick Suzuki, you know, Jesper Kotkin? I mean, that deal, Hurricanes just wanted to like mess them over. Yeah, with offering uh, what's his name? So was it Suzuki? Nick Suzuki. Was it they offered Suzuki? No, it wasn't Suzuki. Who did they offer the offer sheet to? It was. Yeah, yo, I actually don't know. Cannot remember that. It was one of them, but I remember Carolina played all those shenanigans with them. Signed him for a six million dollar year deal. I don't think that's worth it. It's so not worth it. I mean, Jesper Kotkin. I mean, he's a solid young guy, but six million dollars a year. It was only it's only a one year contract. They probably have uh, something in the bigger picture. Probably sign a four or yeah, five, yeah. four million a year, four point five million a year. That's more worth it than six. That million. is worth it, and he has been playing pretty good this year. I mean, he is on Carolina, who is obviously one of the top. They're they're tearing it up. They are they're tearing. tearing it. It they started up. the year off on like eleven or ten, something like that, without losing a game, which yeah. is. Do that, in the NH- do that in the NHL, it's pretty uh, impressive. Impressive in any league, really, but especially the NHL, you know, the best league in the world. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. NHL has a lot. It's been a great start of the year, I think. Like, we're starting to show a little late, late, like, what, four weeks late? Yeah. A little over a month, two months. Yeah, two months. But it's actually a perfect time to start it because this is where all, like, every team's comfortable now and they yeah. have their lineup. We- See, first week, two weeks, you kind of get a look at the teams, but you can't base them off a week or two, obviously, you know. But now you can base them off what they're going exactly. to look like for exactly. the rest of the year. A month or two, you get a gel in. You know, I've always said you have to wait at least 15 games to see how a team's going to be. 15, 20 games. Montreal's not even close to there. Montreal is... <laughs> they're so poor, bro. They are going for Shane Wright. Right. They are going for Shane Wright. They're in the Shane Wright sweepstakes. Shane Wright. Bro, watch this guy in the OHL. He's been tearing it up. He's, uh, you know, what he reminds you. He reminds me of Cindy Crosby. He does. They have some. They have familiar play styles. Good playmakers can score the, score the goal when you need it. And I think to whichever organization he goes to, whether it be Arizona, you know, Montreal, or whoever gets that, whoever gets that lucky first uh, overall draft pick, I think he's going to do good. Yeah. I think he'll start in the NHL right away. He'll have to. Have have number number one picks him. are usually. Automatic. No, I wouldn't say automatic because nothing's automatic in the NHL. Yeah. But but you go number one overall, you have very high expectations. And sometimes pressure gets to the players of trying to fill those shoes. But as a professional player, you should be able to get, you know, get your shit together and uh, step it up for the... Stepping up for the big boys. But I realized that the past, like, three first overall draft picks, they've not really stepped it up. No, Rasmus Dalene... First of all, he was he was three years ago. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He uh, he's not terrible. He he also played with Buffalo. So. Yeah, Buffalo reeks, man. I I personally think they do a lot worse this year. They haven't yeah. been like they're obviously a bad team. They haven't been terrible. They've won some games. It's just like they're never gonna be a playoff team. Cause the, the management no. there, they just don't know how to. Uh, they just don't have a control. They are and. I don't know what their GM was thinking with that Jack. Like, I mean, Jack Eichel said he never wanted to play with Buffalo again. Mm-hmm. But that return they got for him from Vegas, you know. Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Eichel's a, he's a, you know, he's a generational superstar. And for what they got, which was like, it was Alex Tuck and like two draft picks or something. Yeah, like two that. draft picks. Two draft picks. Uh, I, you know, if person, I know he's making a big contract and the Leafs obviously can't afford him. Yeah. But Imagine if we, the Leafs got Eichel. Oh, uh, that would be insane. Matthews and Eichel stack up the American duo. That would be nuts. I, I like Tavares and Matthews, obviously. Yeah, but that's I, way better. Eichel, you know, he's younger. 
makes a little less money too which is a which is a plus you know yeah. salary cap big uh big uh, enemy of the toronto maple leafs unfortunately so you know let's move on to the the canadian teams now and you know like, let's just like look at this let's start talking about the leaves uh, we want to go in depth with the leaves the leaves are 17 7 and 2 right now they're on a two-game losing streak like they, they lose to what minnesota on saturday yeah and then winnipeg on sunday but like you know this whole week they just went one 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 yeah it was uh it was a tough week per se but you know, before those three games, they were they won 15 of their last 17, which is very impressive. They went on a nice uh, hot roll, and uh, in the NHL, nothing you're never gonna go on. And Campbell's playing stunning. Campbell's been playing phenomenal all year long. I totally back the fact that they got rid of Freddie. Trusted Campbell to get the job done. You know, he played amazing in the bubble last year. I, I was one of the doubters that I was just like Campbell's not gonna have a good year because he just hadn't played against American I teams, know. and he That's... showed up that he could play against the superstars of the best yeah. of the best. I uh, I was one of the guys who was I believed in him, uh, you know I I love Soupy, you know one of the best uh, off ice uh, guys in the league. You ask anyone, they'll give you Soupy, one of the nicest guys. Uh, you know, ripped it up in the bubble last year. Playoffs, he played solid. A lot of people were putting blame he on played, Campbell. No, they should not put blame no. on him because he played solid against Montreal. Not it was the whole team that just straight choked. It was the offense. It was the offense, but when John Tavares went down. That Obviously, in game one of the playoffs, your captain goes down first game in the first period. Obviously, you're going to be feeling a whole bunch of emotions and yeah. different kind of things. And I think it was kind of a kind of a shock to the team. You know, they they end up losing that first game. They win the next three. Yeah, you know, they the next they look three. like they're winning it. You know, you're planning the parade, and you lose the next three. Just getting flashbacks. Just getting flashbacks. That game seven. That bro, they they just cannot get it done. They simply cannot get it done in the playoffs. <sighs> but I think this year. Is this the year we see a difference? I am saying yes. I'm a Leaf fan. I'm obviously going to say yes. But even if you look at it from a non-Leaf fan perspective, uh, this year, this team has been, you know, they've been exceeding expectations. You know, they had a rough start to the season. They started like 2-4-1, and 2-5-1. and one. Yeah. But, you know, since then, the defense has been gelling. Campbell's been playing like a studding goalie in net. And another backup, Joseph White Wall. Joseph, yeah, Mrazic's been down mostly all year with injuries. Joseph Wall stepped up. He went three and zero in his first three games. Got a shutout. Islanders were on a skid, but still to get a shutout in the league is hard. If Wall, day. if Wall keeps continues this up, like keeps on playing well, Peter Mrazic, ciao. I think so. Uh, Peter Mrazic, yeah, I think he's making three point five million a year for two years. Uh, I think that was a bad signing. He's an injury-prone goalie. He even was before this year. Yeah. And even seeing that this year, you know, two injuries already. He's played, what, two, three games? Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's kind of a waste of money for a backup goaltender as well. You know, we even have Michael Hutchinson. And he's good. I mean, he's had a rough, he's had some rough games, obviously. But he's, he's just, I would take him as a number two. Yeah. You know, I mean, Campbell... Campbell's a stud. I trust Campbell every night. But yeah. Joseph, I think Joseph Wool and Hutchinson, even if you rotate them, you know, one goes in the AHL for a little bit, you bring the other one up. I think it gives them, I think it gives them a good, uh, gives them good number two option, obviously. So uh, we're going to move on now. Montreal Canadiens, obviously, you know, they've kind of been a dumpster fire this year. You know, what's your thoughts on the Montreal Canadiens? They're just brutal. They're straight up brutal. They, they've honestly disappointed me this year. Like, they've been a straight disappointment. Is, is there any word on Carey Price when this guy's coming back? I, I remember hearing rumors about a couple of weeks ago he was supposed to come back early November, mid-November. Mid but, you know, those rumors kind of got lost in shambles. You know, he never came back. 
you know, hope he's doing good in, uh, in that program he's in, trying to get help for himself. But what, what was the problem with him? Like, I never really... I don't know 100%. I've heard it was... I've uh, heard a bunch of rumors I've, different. I've heard it was a bunch of painkillers. Alcoholism oh, and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just rumors at this point, though. You know, you can't really uh, pinpoint one exact thing. You know, it could be uh, something no one's ever heard. Damn, so who's going to be Canada's number one goalie in the Olympics now? Well, if Price isn't back, I think you got to give that spot to, you know... I know this goalie is about to say he's having a rough year. Uh... But just his, just like the things behind him, the things he's done in the past, and you know that goalie's Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, with Chicago, they 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 looked really shaky. To start I, the nah, season. I, it's the whole, it's a team's fault. It is. It's not. It's not just, you fault. can't you can't blame the goalie. You know the the offensive player has to get by all the offense and the defense. Yeah. You know they have to get those good looks in. And a goalie, you can't blame a goalie, you know, even if a 5 nothing game, 6 nothing game, you know. But there has also goals. been, like, those rough goals. There has. But. And that's with every goalie. But I think you ought to give that spot to Marc-Andre Fleury uh, 100%. Super down for that. But all we got to say about Montreal is that they are rough this year. Like, they, they are. They look really bad this year. But a team that even looks worse is Ottawa. I don't even think we can go in depth with Ottawa because they, they, no, they suck. They do. They simply just suck. They do. And, and, they, and they have pretty good guys that just can't get the job done. 100%. Like, you know, I, I, hate, I hate watching them. You know, even before the season starts, their GM tweeted, uh, and I quote, the rebuild is over. And it's, and it's clearly it's, not over. It's obviously not over. Yeah. You know, bottom of the standings as they are every Poor. year, year in and year out. His GM corrected, the GM corrected himself a couple days ago saying... Uh, the rebuild is still on. The rebuild is still on. And I find that kind of funny because it's, it's his, clearly still his job on. is probably on the line. I, I think I think he's gonna fire. I think he's gonna can soon. I do too. When and you have a GM that tweets stuff like that, you gotta can him because like you don't know what else he's gonna exactly. say when they start winning. Exactly. Like, it doesn't look good on the organization. But now let's go to the White Play Jets. These guys are having a pretty decent year, but not the best. Like you know what I mean? Like they're not having yeah, a greatest year, but because their division is so like weak. I, they're in second place in their division. They are. They have one of the weaker divisions in the league, obviously. But, you know, Winnipeg, they're 12-8-4 to start the season. And many people had them, you know, at this point in the season, before the season started, had them doing a lot better. They have a really solid team, you know. Connor Hellebuck being one of the best goalies in the league. Solid D core. They have a really good offensive core, too. I think that... I think they're a good team. They'll obviously make the playoffs. Maybe make a little push. Yeah. But... I think one thing that hurt them a lot is Dustin Bufflin not coming back. Dustin, yeah, that was a big part for Dustin not coming back. Uh, but it, at the same time, it, sometimes it looks like it's hurting them, but sometimes it doesn't look like it's hurting exactly. them. Like, like, it's not the biggest part. Like They for sure wish that you're still out there on the ice. Any, any team would take yeah, Bufflin on his team. 100%. But like, I, I, I think they're doing good at their rotation with their defense right now. And, yeah. and like the whole team like shifting and see what fits perfectly. Because... They kind of are on a roll right now, low-key. They are. They're like on a little a, bit. You know, it's only two games, two-game win streak. I think they'll go on a little run right now. They got that confidence. You know, they just beat mm -hmm. Toronto. And we were – Toronto was obviously – is one of the top teams in the league. Was uh, on a very hot roll. Yeah. Probably gave them a lot of confidence, especially beating us 6-3, uh, scoring six goals on us, which uh, – that was, that, was, that was very unexpected. It was. And uh, Joseph Wolves in there. It's a rookie goalie. You know, probably knocked a little sense into him. 
started the season yeah you know thinking it was a cinderella story you know it's the, oh yeah it's the nhl it's not it's a, it's a big time it's the show now anything can happen you know i remember watching their game a couple nights ago they were playing arizona they lost one nothing to arizona yeah one of the wor worst team in the league if not one of the worst if not the worst they had 46 shots on net and uh, they had zero goals wow. so they every team has that can't bury the puck but you know we're going to go back into the Calgary Flames now, who their season has been red hot. Yeah, they've, they've been like fire recently, and I'm all for it. I am too. And, you know, last year they didn't have the best of season. But, you know, this year they've been tearing it up. Johnny Goudreau and Lindholm are absolutely rocking it. You know, Goudreau's having a bounce back season. Lindholm too. Manjapani is, you know, scoring with ease. And, you know, that doesn't come easy, but... They're looking amazing. Jacob Markstrom looks phenomenal on that too. Mm -hmm. Even their backup, Dan Vladar, the rookie, he's having great numbers. I'm I'm loving the Flames right now when they play every time. The the the, the team they're finally coming together, and they it's are. great to see. Um, I really I expected them to have a great great year, but at the same time, well, no, I expected them to have like a bad year, low key. Like a, like, I did too. Yeah, yeah I didn't expect them to, to have a good year. It was fair to say, but it literally now how they've been playing for the first like what twenty five games or something like that. Yeah, they have. They look like they their team's complete. They do. You know, they look like they're going to make a nice run for it. And I wouldn't say uh, you know top five in cup favorites as of right now. Oh no, not yet. But if they continue at their pace and continue playing the way they are with their you know first second lines gelling the way they are, Markstrom mm -hmm. keeping up the hot streak, I think they make a good run in the playoffs personally. Yeah, especially in the Western Conference, I think they can mm -hmm. go maybe to like the second round. Yeah, second round, third round. You know, you know, playoffs is a whole other game though. You know, it's yeah. uh you see that with the Leafs every year, dominate every year. They get you yeah, know, the first round. First round, goodbye. But now let's go to the Edmonton Oilers. Ooh. And another team that's, that's started off really hot. It's still hot. And they, they their players, Leon Dreisaitl leads the league in points and and goals. And then Connor McDavid, his, they still play on the same line, right? Uh, I think they switch it up sometimes. They switch it up mostly. Sometimes they'll put the other for the power shift. But I think yeah. for the most part, they're on separate lines. Yeah. But... You but know, his teammate, they're, they're one, they're one best one-two punch in the league. Arguably the best one and two players in the league. They're the two top. I think they're the two top players in the league, and it shows that they both lead in points. Mm -hmm. like, like Connor McDavid's only one point behind. Connor McDavid leads the league in assists, uh, and Leon Draisaitl is right behind him. And then, yeah, uh, and Connor McDavid's only like four goals off of the the goal lead behind Leon Draisaitl and. These guys, when they want the speed, they're just they're great athletes. They are fantastic athletes, and if, I think I think Edmonton, if they start like building more around these two guys, like they, I know they brought in Hyman in the off season, mm, but like, that was a big signing. That was a big signing for them, but like I don't know who I don't even know who else they can bring in to complete the team because they, they 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 the team still needs to be completed. It like, does. It's like they're, not over yet. See, they have a really good start to the year, obviously, but. Personally, I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. Their third and fourth line have been uh, atrocious this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I seen it the other day. They're like a put together a minus 20-something uh, as a third and fourth line. And in the playoffs, you need depth because uh, most likely your first and second line is going to be shut down because in the playoffs, you play a lot more defensive. So it's a whole different game. Seen that this year with the Leafs in Montreal, you know, Matthews Tavares I was just shut down. Other than William Nylander scoring uh, five goals in seven games, gotta William Nylander's gotta love game. that. He, but he's doing good right now. I think at the trade deadline, they need to uh, they need to acquire a good depth center or 
winger, like but a third or fourth line. Yeah, put him on the third or fourth line, and uh, hopefully it gels together. So. I think I think it will. Uh, let's move on to the Vancouver Canucks. We're not going to go in depth with Vancouver. They suck. They simply suck. Their this, organization's I mean, in shambles right now. Paolo Pedersen, though, he has been dog. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's been poor. Uh... I don't even, like, this seems like the rebuild's going to go on for like five years now. Yeah. And, and that's basically it. But what is your player's uh, player of the week? What's your three stars of the week? All right, this is going to be a little bit biased, but I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give number three to Austin Matthews. Uh, six game goal streak. Uh, you know, that's really hard to come by scoring six straight games. Uh, he's been on fire recently. He kind of had a slow start to the season coming off that injury to his, uh, his wrist. But he's been lighting it up recently, putting him back in the running for the Rocket Richard. He, he, he's been outstanding this year, and congratulations, Austin mm -hmm. Matthews. And, uh, you know, second player of the week, I'm going to give uh, Jake Getzel. Okay. Three games played, uh, five goals, one assist. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good stat line to have over the course of three games. Yeah. Two goal, uh, two points a game, sorry, five goals. That's a pretty, uh, pretty good stat line, pretty impressive. And uh, first overall for uh, start of the week, I'm gonna give Jonathan Huberto uh, three games played and nine points, uh, one goal, eight assists, and you know that's a team who's been a workhorse and a power in the league this year for the Panthers. Yeah, they look they look like the real deal right now. They look fantastic, and I'm all, I'm all for that too. Like I'm, I'm all for all these teams. Like Florida, let's go Florida. Bobrovsky's been playing lights out. And Bobrovsky. If I had to put money on one team to win the Stanley Cup right now. Florida? Honestly, I would put it on Florida. Florida. I wouldn't even take my wish. I, 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 that's, that's, I, I, that's a lock? Is that a lock? Is uh, that, is that one of the nothing's a, lock? nothing's a lock when you talk about the Stanley Cup. But I think right now, if they keep up their play, their play style, how they're playing their hockey, I think they win. Yeah. And uh, I think I think it'll be a good series. You know, probably go up against... Uh, who do you have coming out of the West right now? Colorado's looking okay. Colorado's looking pretty decent. Uh, that, uh, that's You know what? Florida, I'm gonna tell you, Florida, Florida's winning it. I, I think, I think they're making a far run or a, a push to, for that cup this year. And if they don't win it, they they're gonna probably improve in the off season and be better next season. Yeah, but I think so. Let's move on to the your games of the week. All right, we're gonna give one game each day, and on Wednesday we're gonna have Colorado versus the Rangers. Uh, you know, both teams off to a red hot start. Colorado just got McKinnon back. It's going to be a good game. Shesterkin's been playing lights out in net. Rangers have been doing uh, amazing this year. You know, Laugh's kind of having a slow start again, but you all have guys like Panarin, Zabin, and Jad, Kreider, who's been on a tear this season. And uh, I think it'll be a good game to watch. Good. I think it's going to be high scoring as well. And Thursday, we're going to have Tampa Bay and Toronto. That's going to be a good You know, game. they played uh, one game this year already. And uh, one of the top games I've watched this year was uh, one nothing with like, I think it was 30 seconds left. Leafs tied it. Mm -hmm. It's going going crazy. And then we won it in overtime. Uh, I think that's going to be a really good game to watch. Tampa Bay, Toronto, two powerhouses, workforces in the league. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. It is. And then Friday, we have Winnipeg and Vancouver. And uh, the reason I have this as a game of the day on Friday is because, you know, Vancouver just fired their GM and coach and I'm looking forward to how they respond mm -hmm. and Winnipeg obviously on a tear see how they do mm -hmm. yeah Saturday we're gonna have Carolina and Edmonton two top teams in the league Carolina Freddie Anderson's been playing amazing yeah Freddie Freddie honestly he's always good in the regular season but he's never good in the playoffs yeah, that's one reason why I liked him uh leaving yeah 
but you know Edmonton with their high scoring uh, offense and Carolina's good defense, I mm -hmm. think it's going to be a good game to watch. It will be a good, yeah. And then Sunday we have Florida and Colorado, potential uh, Stanley Cup series right there. Yeah, it's it's that's that's going to be a fantastic game to watch, and that that's honestly like if there's one game to watch this week, like this week we can that game. Circle right your calendar for Colorado. Yep. Sunday night, it's a must-watch game. It is a must-watch. But now let's go to Michael Gravel's locks of the week. All right, so we're going to take a look on Wednesday. We've got Colorado. We talked about this game a couple seconds ago. Colorado and the Rangers. The official line's not out yet, but mm -hmm. I see it being either five and a half or six. Uh, I think you hammer the over. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, two very good offenses. I think it's going to be a shootout, personally. Yeah, it will be a shootout for sure. And Thursday, we're having Minnesota and San Jose. You know, Minnesota's on a, Minnesota on a Red Hawk six-game uh, win streak right now. San Jose, they've kind of been uh, kind of been in the middle of the standings this year. Mm -hmm. But I personally think Minnesota gets it done against them. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put that as a lock. Uh, and Friday we have uh, Rangers and Buffalo. I think you can uh, kind of tell who I'm gonna say. I'm gonna take the Rangers there. Buffalo dumpster fire. Easy pick, easy money. If you have any gamblers watching. Yeah, and now let's go to the players to look out for this week. And oh, there's just one player that to really look out for is Austin Matthews this week. Austin Matthews. He, uh, how many games does he have this week? I think what I think they have three games this week. Mm -hmm. Three or four games this week. I'm, I know that. I'm nine percent sure it's three games this week. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's a player to look out for. Uh, every time he touches the ice, let's go, boys. Yeah, and another player uh, very biased. Michael Bunting, points in six of his last seven. Bunting has been stellar this year, and I actually did not think he was actually going to be fan like this. I didn't this either. You know, he's kind of he hasn't filled Hyman's shoes, obviously, but he's been getting those points. Kind of brings that shot to the team that Hyman didn't have, mm -hmm. like his same kind of play style. And uh, our last player to look out for this year, uh, probably going to come to a surprise to many of you, but it's going to be Nico Heischer. Nico Heischer. You know. Um, what is that the second year guy or is it third, third? Third, 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 I think. Third, yeah. But uh, last game he had a one goal, six shots on net. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of had a slow start to the season, but uh, he's kind of returning to that player that he was uh, destined to be, you know, yeah. drafted to be. And with since Jack Hughes coming back, points in his last three games, uh, I think if Jack Hughes and him can start gelling together, they become a nice one-two punch. And yep. New Jersey signing Dougie Hamilton, Mackenzie Black with Dougie Hamilton. That was a great, great, great signing. signing. Uh, great signing. Dougie Hamilton, very underrated defenseman in the league. And uh, I think that's uh, I think it'll be good. Uh, I think it's a good fit, and I think they're going to be good. Well, that's all for today's show. For this week's episode, always catch us on uh, Mondays. We're gonna, oh, no, Tuesday. Tuesday mornings. Tuesday mornings. Tuesday mornings is every week. The show will be out. And this is very... How was it? Your podcast debut. I liked it. You know, big hockey guy. Love talking hockey. You know, can talk about it for hours. Yeah. Probably went on a, probably went on a little bit longer about some things than we should have today. Fix that for next week for you guys. But I liked it. Yeah. Looking forward to... Uh, it's going to be a good season this looking, year. Looking forward to it. And yeah. yeah. And that's basically it. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You, uh... If, if you're listening somewhere, you know, watch this video on YouTube uh, and we'll catch you guys next week.